Church, let's go to the Word of God this morning. I want us uh, putting our eyes and our heart there as we move into a time of prayer. So 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6 has a good word for you and I. Let us offer these words responsibly this morning. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Amen and amen. Church, if you would, bow your heads, please. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, O God, we come before your mightiness, Lord, your uh, living power, Lord, thankful very thankful. Lord, you are working and moving in our church, and I can't think of a better place to be on a Sunday morning, a Sabbath day, rather than your house of worship. This holy space, oh God, because Lord, we all come from different walks of life. We all come uh, have come through and out of different situations that we have gone through this day. And we come hungry, Lord, for your manna. We come thirsty for your living water. And Lord, here it is. Lord, here it is. We come to the throne of your grace. Lord, broken and sinful, but yet in the name of Jesus Christ, we can be made whole again. We, Lord, can be forgiven. Lord, we can find grace and mercy without any strings attached. It's not works we're talking about. It is faith. Faith and humility before the throne of God. So, Lord, come. Speak to us this day, Lord. Minister, Lord, to our hearts where there are parts of our lives, Lord, that are broken. We pray in the name of Jesus that you place your healing hand, Lord, and make us whole again. Lord, we have spoken prayer requests. We have unspoken prayer requests. You, O oh God, know what they are and who they are. So in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, Lord, for, Lord, these needs, for those persons, Lord. We do pray, Lord, for our allies in Israel. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, make positive, Lord, and reconciling change happen, Lord, for, Lord, those good people, every man, woman, and child there, Lord, and where there is brokenness, Lord, in our world. Lord, we lift it up in the name of Jesus, Lord, so that you can continue to work your mighty miracles each and every day. In the meantime, here in Benton, Louisiana, at Benton Methodist Church, Lord, we want to be about your glory, about your good work, Lord, building up the kingdom and always making Jesus known. And we ask this always in his powerful name, who gave us a prayer to model our lives by, and that is the Lord's Prayer. Church, if you would, please join me now in these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. So, uh, church, just one worship note that I, I, I want you to uh, take note of, please. You will notice on either side of the communion table here, we have white columns that are set up uh, with bowls of water in them. I, I thought it would be a wonderful time for you and I uh, as the church to reaffirm our baptism this day, uh, which means, Lord, come and use me, come and take me into your mighty hands and use me in a wonderful way. In a sense, it is a way for you and I to recommit our our lives to God Almighty and to His Son, Jesus Christ. So as you are coming up for communion in just a moment, I'm going to invite you just to place your hand into the holy water and place that water on your forehead. This is not re-baptizing ourselves because we believe as Methodists that once you have been baptized, God's grace is enough. It is sufficient. But in a sense, this is a way to remember that baptism and just to make the cross on our foreheads and as a way of saying, Lord, I am yours. Praise God. So with uh, that having said, let's go to the Word of God this morning. I, I want to go to the Gospel of Mark this morning, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. And out of respect for Jesus Christ and his words, I'm going to ask you to please stand this morning. Thank you. And I'll read verses 1 through 13. And it says this, And again he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together, so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic, who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they were reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, why do you reason about these things in your hearts? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. 
Immediately he rose, took up the bed, and went out into the presence of them all, so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. Church, this is the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. And church, I, I just want to bring your attention to one other thing that uh, is important just in terms of your, your note-taking. If you would, look in your bulletin just for a moment. The middle section, right under the scripture, are some notes you can take, uh, some things that I want us to highlight and be aware of for this day uh, moving forward. So uh, there is a pen in the uh, chair in front of you there. So uh, here's, here's what, I, what I really want to hone in on and uh, get at that I think is very, very important. I want every one of us to begin building our spiritual resilience for the year of 2024. Because let's face it, every one of us is going to be under stress. Every one of us is going to face adversity. Every one of us is going to be facing the attacks from the enemy himself. So what I want for you as your pastor and for myself and for all believers, okay, when we face these things and we get knocked down, I want us to spiritually be able to bounce back. Resiliency, that's so vitally important. So the time is now, church. The time is now to be aware of that and to begin building that spiritual resiliency so we can bounce back. So if you will please look at uh, your outline, the first thing that I want to talk about, okay, is determination, okay? Determination. There's nothing uh, better than a determined person, a determined parent, a determined teacher, a determined preacher, a determined businessman or businesswoman. Determination, wow, you know, that, that is a win, okay? That is a huge win. So let's look at determination in the gospel text. I want to invite you to go back to verse Four. If you have your Bibles, it's projected on the screen. Let's look at determination, okay? So Jesus is doing ministry, okay? And people are, are, are getting the word about Jesus, and they're getting excited about Jesus, and they're wanting to see Jesus and have Jesus heal them and their friends. So verse 4 says this, And when they could not come near him because of the crowd. They uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. And when I read that, I was thinking, wow, you know, that is a person. That is a group of friends that are absolutely determined. They are determined to get that friend there to Jesus, to get him near to Jesus so Jesus can lay his hand upon him 
and heal him. Now, here's the thing we need to know about that roof, okay? They were so determined that they were literally willing to break through, okay? In that day and time, okay, in ancient Israel, okay, there was a very good chance that the roof was actually stacked with tile, okay, stacked with tile. It was a flat roof. Tiles were stacked upon one another, and that was their ceiling. That was their roof. That was their protection. But the mere reason, okay, the mere motivation for a friend to literally peel back and take off tile or whatever kind of material it was and get that friend near Jesus Christ, that is determination, church. That is determination. So I say all of that to say simply this. I want to ask you this question. What are you near right now, spiritually speaking? What are you near right now, spiritually speaking? Are you nearer to discouragement? Are you nearer to diminishment? Or are you nearer to contentment that we can find in Jesus Christ himself? It says that the friends broke through to get the friend to Jesus. Is there something right now in this moment, somebody, an experience that has diminished you? Oh yeah, you know, you smile, you look happy on the outside, but on the inside you were absolutely diminished and you're literally on the floor and it's hard to get up and to bounce back from that. I want you to think about that this day. Are you nearer to diminishment and to discouragement than you are to contentment? Here's the thing, church. If you are nearer to contentment and fulfillment in Jesus Christ, like those friends, church, you and I can make a breakthrough. We can literally make a breakthrough and have fulfillment and contentment that Jesus wants of us. So I want to put that on your heart this day. Where are you at? Where are you at on that scale? Are you closer to diminishment and discouragement, or are you closer to contentment? Think about that this day. And then secondly, here's the other question that I want to put on your heart. Are you ready and determined to get near to Jesus this year, okay? Maybe you've been putting it off. Maybe you're just kind of riding the fence. The time is now, church, to build your spiritual resilience. Get near to Jesus because that will be your breakthrough moment, okay? Make those connections with those friends, with those fellow believers, okay? Get involved in those things that are feeding you, okay? Feeding your spirit, feeding your heart, the breakthrough will happen. And it even mentions here in the Gospels, there were four men that helped this ill man. Find those four friends 
in your own life who are committed to Jesus, who can make that breakthrough for you. The, the reason why I personally believe that they are unnamed, okay, is because they are unnamed because they fit your life and they fit your friends, okay? If they were named, they would only be the friends of this paralytic, but it goes unnamed because those four are your friends and they go by different names. Find them, find them so you can make that breakthrough. Determination, it takes a, a, a determined Christian to make that breakthrough to get near to Jesus. Secondly, let's talk about faith. This is a big one. We need determination, yes. We also need faith. Let's look at verse 5 for a moment, okay? So they broke through the roof in order to get to Jesus. And what happens here? Well, the Scripture says when Jesus saw their faith, there it is. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. Wow. There it is right there. Jesus saw their faith. That's what he marveled at. That's what impressed him. You see, faith, church, wow. There are multiple definitions of faith out there. Here's one that really speaks to me, okay, that I want to share. And faith really comes in three parts. And there's no secret formula to faith. It's just simply three things. Faith is acting, okay? Faith is acting, not, not, a, not a theater kind of acting, not a playful acting, but I'll get to that, a faithful acting. So faith is acting. Faith is believing, and then faith is trusting. So let's look at this for a moment. Faith is acting, acting on what we have not experienced yet. Wow. That takes maturity. That takes, that takes some faith right there to literally step out of the boat, okay, onto the water. Faith is acting on what we have not experienced yet, okay? That takes a lot. Believing, okay, believing, believing in the promises that have not yet been fulfilled, Think about that one. That's a big one too, okay? You really, really have to be connected to the Lord in order to believe in the promises that have not been fulfilled yet because you see, it's easier to doubt, is it not, church? It is easier to doubt or to complain about it, but to believe in the promises that have not been fulfilled. Lastly, the third part of faith is just simply trusting. Trusting, trusting God when situations have not yet changed. Wow. That's it. That's what speaks to this gospel text. Let me say it again. Trusting, okay, God when situations have not yet changed. Th these four, these four unnamed friends were trusting that Jesus was going to work a miracle in this man's life, and it did, okay, and it did. 
and it did. The same can go for you and I. So here's the, the, the power reflection question for all of us this day. It says in the scriptures here that Jesus saw their faith. He saw their faith, and he was impressed by it, okay? He was moved by it. So let me ask you, church, okay? Let me ask you, does Jesus see your faith? Does Jesus see your faith? Does he see you acting on what we have not experienced yet? Does he see you believing in the promises that have not been fulfilled yet? Does he see you trusting, trusting when situations have not yet changed? Faith, faith, faith. That's what moved and impressed Jesus. Lastly, arise and go. Arise and go. Get up and go, which is mentioned multiple times in the Gospels. But let's go to the Word and find out uh, the context to arise and go. So let's go uh, once again to verse 11. These are the red letters. These are coming from the very mouth of Jesus. It says this. He says this. I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. There it is. Arise and go. In building spiritual resiliency, church, okay, which is key, which is number one. Here's the thing, church. When you and I get knocked down, okay, when you and I fall right on our faces, Jesus himself says simply this, Arise, arise, get up, get up, don't let defeat defeat you, get up and go. You know what that tells me? That Jesus gives you and I permission, he gives us permission to get up and to go to go and to continue doing his work for the kingdom, to go and to live the very, the very best life in his name, to get up and to go. Sure, we're going to get knocked down. Sure, we're going to get tripped up. But often when we're down and out, we very easily and are tempted often to have a spirit of defeat and have a spirit of negativity, and just stay down. Jesus says, though, arise, arise, get up and go. So Jesus is giving. He is giving the believers then, and you and I, permission, permission, authority to get up and to go. So let me ask you this, church. What's keeping you down and out? What's keeping you down and out? Was it something that was said to you or done to you last week, five months ago, or 20 years ago? Is it keeping you down? Are you down and out? Are you anxious? Are you depressed about it? Here's the thing. The Lord himself, not your preacher, the Lord himself from the heavens above says, I'm giving you permission to get up, arise, and go. Arise and go. That can build spiritual resiliency. So church, let's not put it off. 
Let's you and I not put it off. Let's be ready and build our spiritual resilience now. Glory to God. Let me pray for us, please. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, as we build, Lord, as we build, we need you. We need your anointment. We need your spirit. We need your guidance each and every day because, man, Lord, we can get knocked down. Lord, we can get slapped around. We get tripped up, Lord, and it's easy just to run away and accept defeat. But you want so more. You want so much more from us. You want so much more from all of us because it takes every one of us to build up the kingdom, and to make Jesus known. Lord, bless us and keep us. In our Lord's precious name we pray. Amen.